0: around the stadium. Now he's digging deep, the crowd is roaring, their hero is coming on, will it be a fairy tale?
1: Now it is submitted for Michael Diamond. Oh.
0: And there in the middle, and the crowd erupts. Australia win, new world record! This is a famous victory A magnificent performance.
1: We have just broken the American stranglehold on this race, the it's lifting off this stadium. The, the winner is
0: is is is. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Hello and welcome to the Have a Go podcast special coverage, of Tokyo 2020. My name is Dave Edwards and I'm joined by Dane Eldridge.
1: Mate, welcome to the show. How's your Olympic fever going? Still got it? It's still there, mate. It's, it's uh, dropped off a little bit. Um, you know, the gold, rivers of gold have dried up a little bit, haven't they? And um, well, we've still got a bit of a trickle coming through. I think it probably is time to call in the ADF Yeah. Um, just to try and get the numbers back up.
0: Well, that's right, mate. It is a few days since Sensational Sunday, the most successful day in Australian Olympic history. But the, um, but the gluttony of the pool feels like a bit of a distant memory now. You know, we're desperately combing the beach now with a metal detector that we picked up at BCF. And we'll take anything at this stage. We'll take bronze, sure. We'll take a five cent coin. Mate, I'd even take Melissa Caddick's foot at this
1: stage. <laughs> Wait, yeah, too right. I mean, look, we've um, we've been uh, very gluttonous, haven't we? Mm. On the in the first week, and come for um, half time of the games on Sunday. You know, if, if Australia was a shareholder prospectus, we would have been thinking we're guaranteed aggressive returns. Yeah coming into the second week. But as we know, mate, past performance is not indicative of future results. (laughs) And, uh, like a slowdown in trade, uh, like a good business, Australia is still keeping afloat though. Yep. Just with trickles of silver and bronze and feel good stories and whatnot. Mm. Um, feels like you know, like a little mar and par business that's just sort of chasing up um, old invoices, yeah. You know, or, or just laying off staff, or just banking job keeper just to keep things ticking along. But we're doing it. <laughs> Two great analogies
0: at the top of the show for you, um, obscure but great. So, mate, let's look at the Australians. So, look at let's look at who's succeeding, who's getting us those minerals that we sorely need. Uh, no surprises here, mate. Andrew Hoy, he's delivered for Australia again. Uh, the sixty-two-year-old. Uh, he's picked up two medals to become the oldest ever Olympian medalist, presumably replacing himself as the oldest uh, Olympian <laughs> medalist. Can this bloke go forever? I mean, you've got gymnasts retiring at 17. This bloke mm. will dead set be our flag bearer at Brisbane 2032.
1: Yeah, oh, no doubt, mate. You know, skateboarders are you know, hanging up the trucks at the age of, uh, grand old <laughs> age of 15. But look at um, look at Andrew. He's, yeah. he's even come out in the aftermath and said he's aiming for Brisbane. Yeah. And there, there wasn't, a, wasn't a single look of, uh, of uh, mistrust in his eyes whatsoever. Right. He's fed income. He's going to be there in Brisbane. Mate, he's um, outlived
0: and, but... every horse he's ever known.
1: <laughs> he's only outlived the species, to be honest. But I'll tell you what, he still looks bloody fantastic, doesn't he? He does. He just looks in good shape. To be fair, anyone and, uh... looks
0: good in those tight equestrian suits, you know, beautifully
1: fitted and tailored, presumably by European tailors. They do, don't they? And you know, I've I've been looking everywhere online for an question an Australian equestrian blazer. Yeah. Um. I just, yeah. I thought while I was getting a boomer, singlet, that I might get one of those as well. But they're <laughs> bloody hard to find. Can't get those um, at Mick Simmons. No, 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 Rebel. Uh. Yeah. Just uh. Out of stock. Unfortunately. But wasn't it just good to see? You know, uh, silver and bronze for for Andrew Hoy. But just afterwards, it's good to see Coatsy on hand. Oh uh, yeah, Coatsy saw there them, with Yeah,
0: they got together for a photo. Always good to yep. get a photo with Coatsy. He, you That's know right. that he's serious when he comes down, you know, boots on the ground to see your event.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. and just, just good to see a couple of old blokes there swapping war stories <laughs> and, and actually literally about the war, who they, they were alive <laughs> when that happened. But we've just forgotten about him just eviscerating uh, Anastasia on the yeah. world stage, haven't we? That's just forgotten now. Yeah. That's
0: just washed away with the gold. Absolutely, mate. Now, he has been mm. around long enough to know that the new cycle moves quickly. And he's just been waiting there, and it's good to see him. Good to see him up front. And and congratulations to Andrew Hoy there. So, mate, let's get into the sailing. Uh, So we've got another gold there, Matthew Belcher and Will Ryan. They clinched gold for Australia in the men's 470 sailing Mm. class. Again, this is Mm. a situation where we were so far in front, the blokes simply just had to turn up to collect it. I mean, couldn't they have just emailed it to them? I'm not sure. I I think they won (laughs) the day anyway, but they could have just not even bothered.
1: Uh, yeah, so again, it uh, just shows that I know fuck all about sailing. Mm. Um, you know it's uh, it's like a dead rubber in origin, isn't it? Why bother playing it? Yeah. We just turn up and get your gold medal. Um, but I mean the sailing, the sailing is propping us up again. I mean, are we on the cusp of of a seafaring boom mm. of sports uh, in Australia? I mean, is Oz kick under threat?
0: I, I think in terms of where we're going to get our medals, it's always water-based. so yep. you know <laughs> we've 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 kind of mined the pool as much as we can. Mm. obvious next choice is just to go yeah to the sea and, yeah, and, that's and pick right. up our
1: medals there I think. I think so and I can yeah I can see kids flocking to the ocean and I can see kick just going under. Mm-hmm. Um you know it's it's got uh, the largest junior participation rates in Australia but you know okay. the sailing is coming to get them. And really low um, barriers it...
0: to entry as well for sailing. <laughs> I mean <laughs> you've right. got to be able to secure a <laughs> a, a dock <laughs> Um, in the eastern suburbs, which costs about $400,000 a year. Mm. And you've obviously got mm. to have the boat itself. And, mm. you know, anyone can get into that sport. It's it's pretty open.
1: Well, I mean, come on. The New South Wales government offers a junior sports grant, yeah. uh, $200 a year. I mean, what more help do you need? But I, I was just wondering as well, mate, I mean, what would be in a sailing Oz Kick pack that they'll give out at <laughs> schools? You know, there's a, like a Hugo Boss cap, you know, a Patagonia spray jacket. <laughs> Uh, CEO position at a big four. I was going to say that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think we, it's, it's only a matter of time before we see that kind of paraphernalia getting around our schools.
0: That's good to know. Um, so let's move into a more, bit more of a blue-collar sport, so boxing. Uh, mm-hmm. Harry Garside. So he's guaranteed a medal. He'll be fighting on Friday. Uh, this bloke's quite enigmatic. He's got a bit about him, I think you'd say. Yep. So after winning his quarterfinal, he took off his gloves to reveal painted fingernails. Not sure if mm. you saw that. I mean, there's obviously mm. nothing edgier than a heterosexual man who who paints his fingernails. I mean, just look at Will Anderson. I mean, it doesn't get much <laughs> more countercultural than a lifetime employee of the ABC. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. And, and uh, Harry said in the aftermath that he wants to, yeah, wants to break stereotypes. Mm. Uh, he, he, he committed to using ballet techniques and ballet training in his preparation Uh, For the Olympics and and that he also said that he wanted to wear a dress to the opening ceremony. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to make a joke about him being on the footy show. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, is that
0: the the NRL grand final episode that he's he's preparing for?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. And I mean, he'll walk straight back into that position when he gets back um, uh, AFL or NRL footy show if they were still on. Um, but you know, like all, all all jokes aside, good on him. He's he's rock and rolled a few um, prized fighters on the way. I think the Kazakhstani fighter that he he beat the other day had ninety odd fights. Yeah, right. Um, but really, now he had to get back to Australia. To, he really has to get back and earn our respect by coming back and fighting SBW. That's the only way he can do it. That's
0: right. That's right, mate. Yeah. So we love the human stories here at the Have a Go Podcast. And look, Peter Bolt. So his result in the eight hundred meter. He made the final. It's the first time we got in a final for a long time. He came fourth. Uh, Australia was edging for a fairy tale, weren't we? And we nearly got it. How mm. good was that?
1: It was fantastic. It felt like a moment when the whole of the nation was watching last night, didn't it? Mm. Um, and he led. He led all the way. But you always know, I don't know. I know bugger all about middle distance running and long distance running. But I just know being at the front is, uh, is bad karma yep. at the start. Yep. And he got swamped by those uh, crafty Kenyans at the mm. end. As, uh, as is usually the case in these types of races, mate. But I don't know, maybe do we need to uh, move Australia to altitude uh, to get mm. Peter over the line uh, in Paris? Perhaps we do. We could
0: do. Um, maybe more references in Parliament, perhaps, because I actually saw that Pil- Bill Shorten spoke about him in length yesterday. Uh, okay. These politicians can't help themselves, can they? I must attach myself to this symbol of multicultural Australia. If, it's, if he's going big on social, I've got to get around it. It's a good omen, I guess, for for Peter to get a you know a bit of a shout-out from a bloke who knows what it takes to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know, and we, and we have very, very short amounts of time every day for question time, don't we? Yeah. We've got an hour, hour and a half, that's it. Get in there, get the business done. No, 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 I'm going to uh, hitch my wagon to this bloke. He's not even in my constituency. no. Nah. Um, well, perhaps he is. I don't know. Again, I haven't researched. But um, these blokes are just—they just can't help themselves, can't can I they? Can mate? Help
0: themselves? Can't help no, themselves. No. And
1: you know what? Bill Shorten's ratings uh, approval rating is still in the toilet after mm. that. Uh, so you're going to have to try harder than that, Bill. Um, uh, and uh, you're going to have to get more creative, mate. Mm. So, mate, we've talked through the goal. We've talked through the human stories, but it's not
0: all good. It's not mm. all good for Team Australia. We've been acting up a little bit. In fact, mm. we've been on the piss. uh so the sevens rugby players and the rowers they trashed their rooms i don't know if you read about that but that's i did that's disappointing
1: it is mate and um look i mean who's who's to know how many of these stories have been swept under the carpet in the last couple of weeks but it just confirms the worst health fears that we had uh that these are the most sterile games everywhere except the athletes village yep um basically the reports were that the these uh the sevens players and the rowers left their village in quote an unacceptable state yeah. um but uh, in their uh pursuit of just having it swept under the carpet, the AAC uh, just wrote it off as in air quotes the exuberance of youth oh did they okay yep. yeah so so they were nearly in the clear until they got on the plane and started, hitting the Bacardi there as well. Yeah, um, we'll get onto the plane in, in a moment. But, so there were mm. two
0: separate incidents. Obviously, that was the hotel incident and then later when the Sevens boys were returning home. But my question to you, I guess, was, is is the real culprit here the chef de Michon? And we haven't talked about Ian Chesterman. I don't think we've mentioned him once on this entire series. But, no. you know, if I was asked, I, w- I would assume that the sign of a good chef de Michon, you know, just like a good wicketkeeper is if you don't notice them, they're probably doing a good job. And I think he had been doing a good job. Mm. But, you know, why wasn't he patrolling the hotel corridors at night? I mean, this happened on his watch.
1: It did, mate. And, uh, he- you know, heads must roll. It's mm. it's happened uh, on his remit. Uh, and you're dead right. I mean, I cast your mind back to Tokyo. We couldn't stop talking about Kitty Chiller, could we? Who was our chef at, Rio, to yep. at the time and, and it was uh, Trouble City over there. But this time <laughs> around, while the golds are coming in, Ian's uh, not been seen nor heard. no. And a pretty easy
0: uh, remit for him this
1: time around. No, Not much alcohol.
0: There's been mm. a big kind of... Uh, there's, you know, they've, they've been forced inside.
1: There shouldn't mm-hmm. be that much mayhem, but boys will be boys, won't they? They will. And just like any type of prison setting, these boys can fashion weapons, a.k.a. alcohol or, or the similar, out of what they're left to in their rooms. <laughs> these guys are very creative. They're some of the brightest minds in the nation. Yep. but. But look, I'm happy to say though, mate, we're, uh, Ian Chesterman's had a chat to the CEO of um, the AOC and uh, they've uh, talked it through and they're going to uh, send this off to the, the respective governing bodies. So it's uh, okay. basically in their hands now. So yeah, so we,
0: AOC's uh, clean. You flagged that there was also a second incident on the plane home. So basically the rugby boys and the Oligaroos mm. uh, got up to semantics on the, I think it was the Japan Airlines flight home from Tokyo to Sydney. So they were allegedly vomiting on the plane. It's a 10-hour flight, a lengthy flight, Mm. but these blokes were getting on the source, vomiting on the plane, and apparently they were raiding the plane's galley as well for alcohol. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not so long ago this stuff was universally celebrated. Um, No, you're right. I mean, what's doing? I mean, I Um, I think we could let this pass if they brought home some metal.
1: I think so. I mean, and, uh, it, invariably we go back to David Boone of course. Uh, and his uh, Cairns record uh, to London. Even the great swimmer Neil Brooks, who I think did 48 Cairns or something in the vicinity of that on, on a, on a long haul flight. Yep. And not a word was said no. uh, when we got home. If anything, they were celebrated. They were put forth for uh, knighthoods, yep. to be honest. Um, so maybe uh, these blokes, these rugby players and Ollie roos need to I don't know have a test average in the high forties, perhaps. Yep. Um, or a job at Channel Seven.
0: Yeah. So speaking of Channel Seven, there's been some more contrived athlete profanity on mm. Seven. So we can all you know we all remember when Kaylee McEwen said "fuck yeah" last week after winning gold, yep. mm. and that was refreshing and and lovely. This week, mm. Riley Day ran a PB in the two hundred metres and said, "Holy shit." And, again, yeah. we were celebrating how refreshing this was that athletes are speaking their minds. But, I mean, no one focused on the fact that she actually missed the finals. So this, this, again, ties back to, you know, what we can let go upon mm. seeing success. And just like the boys acting up, I think we've got our tolerance levels should, you know, be a bit higher if they're, if they're winning goals. But I don't know about you, mm. mate. I prefer a medal over a sweary.
1: Yeah, well, I, was, I mean, is the Broadcasting Standards Board going to pardon profanity for a PB? Um, I don't think so. And I think we need a matrix for something like yeah. this. Um, and also, why do we care honest. about PBs? I'm not sure yeah. why
0: Australia <laughs> should worry about if someone does a PB. I mean, that's great for them. That's really nice. Mm. But mm. that doesn't I, affect me as an Australian.
1: I saw no movement downwards in the unemployment rate uh, when the PB came up. No. And I can see the the graphics on on the broadcast. they have even marking the times with PBs. It's like, guys, uh, you know, this is a personal achievement. Uh, it does fuck all for the country. That's exactly right. Get that off my TV. Um, so basically, yeah, like I said, I think we need a matrix for this stuff. Um, we need to get some kind of uh, system a la the NRL judiciary or, or yep. the um, the match review panel so we can get some kind of p- penalties in order, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and uh, look, uh, like most things, I think it'll just result in the, all the swimmers being pardoned and everyone else just taking the weight. Have a go. If the Olympics are held, and the flow of people across the country becomes more active, it could lead to a serious spread of the infection. The infection, the infection, the infection. The The IOC is back! In the black, it's so, all thanks to me, Thomas back They said, cancel Tokyo And I said, fuck no And just have a look at our bottom line now Revenues multiplied and profits back high And all that could happen is that people die We don't care about lives Cause we're indemnified It's all on Tokyo and it's ratified So we're back We're on the brink of collapse But now we're stacked with cash And these are tax-free francs Zoe, back, back, back. Inzy, black, black, black. Old white blocks are back. Yes, we're back, in the black.
0: It's all about a fair go for those who haven't got I'm Andrew Hoy, an Australian Olympian. My sport is equestrian, and my discipline is a- riding horses a hobby. What we're going to be doing today is riding horses a hobby. But prior to that, the Australian team, team want to be riding horses a hobby. I'm not riding horses a hobby. Want to be riding riding horses horses a hobby. Now, mate, we've talked about how confident China has been at these Olympics, mm. and just generally, a lot lately, they're getting pretty confident. But did mm. you see that the gold medal winners at the Women's Track Cycling Sprint wore pin badges of Mao
1: on the podium? Mm. I did. I did. And from just having a little casual flick through the IOC's manual here, mm. I don't think that's on, uh, is it? They don't like that kind of stuff. Um, they don't, but mate. But you know what? Section
0: 50, they're not, they're not keen on it.
1: They're not. But you know what? We haven't heard bugger all about it, have we? I mean, Thomas Bach's uh, done a great job just sweeping this one under the rug. Yep. Um, because uh, why wouldn't you? Let's be honest. Um, if you're going to pick a fight with someone, go pick a fight with, you know, Equatorial Guinea That's right. or something, not bloody China. Um, I think actually Thomas Bark has, has treated it like Skomo's treated the uh, coronavirus over here. It's just a matter for the premiers. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's not in his remit. So well, I think the ISC, um,
0: they said they're going to have a look at it. I think that was their official term which is another yeah, okay. way that, you know, of saying that they're going to do what we all do when faced with Chinese aggression, which is nothing. But, I mean, realistically, <laughs> what are the ISC meant to do here? I mean, they are going to fine them a percentage of their non-existent match fee? <laughs> yeah,
1: there's, yeah, there's going to be, yeah, they're going to have to you know, affront a panel of um, you know, Sean Garlick and Billy Moore on a Wednesday night at the Phillips Street in Sydney? I don't think so, mate. What did the athletes I mean, say not- about
0: Did the athletes get asked about this? And what do you say? Mate, it's nothing political. It's just a bloke I like.
1: It's right, yeah. It's, it's just it's like you know, like uh, the VFL fans have the the badges of their favourite players yeah. on their scarves. Yeah, yeah Mao is China's favourite player. Okay, <laughs> he really um, is. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like uh, China, they just reflexed. Okay, you know what yeah. they did? They they were uh, there was no remorse whatsoever. They just uh, in the days afterwards, they just sent out a twenty one year old female weightlifter right. to just uh, do two one hundred and eighty kilo and one hundred and forty kilo lifts. <laughs> okay, to smash the world record, which is just the equivalent of just ripping off your shirt and shaping up to the rest of the world, isn't it? Like they're just saying, this is the firepower we've got here. So uh, think twice about sending that fine in the mail. Diplomats all over the world shaking in their boots upon watching that one. Um, Mate, so there's been a
0: lot of protesting actually uh, during these games. And and some of it has been well documented. Of course, the other day we saw US shock putter, uh, Raven Saunders did an X symbol With her arms, which I think was meant to signify, as she said, the intersection where all people who are oppressed meet. I think that's sufficiently generic to escape the wrath of the IOC.
1: Yep. As I said to you at the time, I
0: I just assumed it was a Channel 7 cross-promo with deal or no deal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hosted by larry emder now by the way yeah, right. um which i didn't didn't even know but yeah i think so i think the key is to be vague isn't it mate yeah. i mean uh, the ISC likes to be vague as well it's kind of one of those things uh, you know if you can make it just sort of uh, incomprehensible enough that we can't tell them we'll just turn a blind eye yeah. Um, as long as revenue doesn't suffer. Yeah. And uh, that's all they really care about. So I think that one, uh, I think that's a good one to put in the manual for anyone who's looking to make a, a political statement on the global stage in future at the Olympics, yeah. which is probably all of us. That'll um, be in the textbook, a won't it? Be like the, the mm.
0: Enron case for economic students. <laughs> um, okay, mate, so let's move along. So let's move to the 400 metre hurdles the other day. So Norway's Karsten Wahholm. Not sure if that's Mm. pronounced correctly, but let's keep going. Won what was called the greatest race of all time. And he set a world record in the process, but there's been a bit of a controversy, and this time over his shoes.
1: Yeah, mate. Well, you know, as as we all want to do, um, uh, anytime something spectacular or extraordinary happens, instead of enjoying it and reveling in the moment, we just basically put an asterisk on it and try and find something wrong with it. So I believe in this race there was uh, nine runners or eight runners and seven of them, broke the world record or broke right. some mark, long-standing mark, yeah, which is sus-as, let's be yeah, honest. Um, and the winner cracked the 46-second mark um, for the first time in history. Okay. Uh, the Norwegian did. And um, basically in the aftermath, straight away, uh, he admitted his shoes were made by the Mercedes F1 team, right? Uh, which is, uh, again, just a little bit dodgy. Um, but then he uh, he graciously accepted the claims, but then also said the silver medalist shoes, they were also bullshit in quotes oh, okay. uh, in uh, air quotes. So um it was a well accepted result from from all all involved. yeah, that's that's
0: a curious one. I've never heard about you know the technology in shoes having an influence on your on your speed, but great to know. I mean, I'm not sure about you, mate, but I mean, I won't be happy until athletes are competing completely naked. <laughs> I, I just want to see a hundred percent equal playing field. And the only way we get that is with full-scale nudity.
1: I agree, mate. And, uh, I mean, let's uh, let's extend that to the workplace. I mean, are we going to ever get a true reflection of productivity unless everyone's starkers? I don't think so. We must all be on the Mm. same level. That's right. We're all humans.
0: All right, mate. I mean, it is good to hear a classic cheating accusation, though. And people did kind of use the C word there a little bit, you know. And these performance-based controversies... I mean, all these protests, all these sharing of medals, you know, like we saw with the high jumpers the other day. I mm. mean, it's it's newsworthy, but I, I miss the old days. I mean, I would give anything for, for, for some Stanozolol right now. <laughs> I mean, I really would. Is the, are these the cleanest games ever?
1: Well, it's funny you say that, mate, because I saw uh, buried deep, deep down in, in one of the uh, newspaper articles that there has been a couple of our, uh, athletes that have been pinged oh, for, you know, dodgy urine. Um, yeah. you know, it's come So out they're still, green they're still patrolling that. I didn't know
0: that the IOC was still doing that.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't think. I think all their manpower would have been put towards, you know, ushering hulking athletes at the end of the 100 metres to, over to sanitise yeah. their hands.
0: Subliminal protests as well. I think they've got an entire division focused on that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. So, I mean, look, you know, you've got you know, nine blokes at the starting blocks all with necks bigger than their heads. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as long as they're uh, putting on some uh, Aquium guard gel on their hands at the end of the race, then who cares? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... Well, it's good to know. It's good to know that they are still out there collecting urine the old school way because I think we need to do yeah. that. That's that's part of the Olympics. We need to be yeah, rushing up to athletes three seconds after they've come off the track with a beaker saying, fill this up, please. <laughs> um, we can't lose that. We, we definitely can't lose that. Um, yeah. Mate, let's move on to the medal tally, the most important part of the Olympics, of this podcast. Uh, Australia, we're fifth on the tally. Yep. We've got 15 gold medals. Last time you mm. and I convened, we were fourth. And uh, in those few days, Team Great Britain, Team GB, they've overtaken us. This hurts.
1: It does, mate. It hurts. hurts a lot. Um, And we all know the story from from Rio and and previous, I think it was actually earlier than that when Great Britain just said enough is enough and started, you know, pouring, I think, 50% of their welfare uh, budget into their athletes. Um, Don't quote me on that. (laughs) Um, And and ever since they've been, been better than us, you know, and it's been a bit hard to stomach. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this might have been the games where we turned that around. We, we kept them down. We had a f- our foot on the throat, but they're just starting to come up now. And I think it's all because of the bloody cycling, um, uh, you know, and, and that hurts a bit too, because a few years ago we were on the cusp of a culture review for our cyclists right. uh, and Great Britain took all our coaches and got better, um, you know, which is a bit odd to stomach. And it's kind of like, you know, if we went to war, what they would do with our troops, isn't it? Yeah. Except they turned turning the, the, our own troops on us. And that's why we must beat them at all costs. Yeah, they've just slipped up on us there.
0: And another team mm. that's, um, I guess, been flying under the radar is is the ROC uh, under mm. their new logo. Um, yeah, obviously created by a bloke in the Philippines on Fiverr <laughs> So yeah. they've they're in sixth. They've got fourteen gold. so they're hot on our tail.
1: But they've been mm. they've been flying under the radar, haven't they, mate? They have. Just China's shadow has eclipsed everyone in these games, but. The ROC just by you know quietly pocketing medals and passively flexing and just being here in Tokyo, yeah. they're just micro needling the world, aren't they? Yeah. Just little little punchy jabs under the belt that you don't know where they're coming from, and yeah, you know, it's it's bloody uh, dangerous times, mate. To be honest, because you know this is basically just Russia birthing a new country in front of the of the world's eyes. Yeah, you know it's, it's a new nation that that Putin can. He can run it, but he can also distance himself from it. So, you know, like in the next Australian election, when Craig Kelly's swept to power by bots, yeah. Putin can say, it wasn't me, it was the ROC. <laughs> Should they just run
0: with it? Should they just become the ROC? It's a good rebrand, I reckon. Flag looks is, all right. I don't mind the new anthem.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And it's And it's got a cold clinical feel, which is right down their alley. Yeah, um, yeah so it might be time for a, a brand overhaul for, for Russia.
0: Yeah, all right. So... I mean, we talked about China and how they're playing the bad boy role. I think enough has been said on China for now. Let's let's move along from them. But let's go back to, you know, what is always a hotly debated topic, the investment we make in our athletes. So, mm. I mean, I saw an article, mate, that Australia is actually a bit of a tight ass when it comes to how we reward our medalists financially. Yep. So there's been some study that shows that so Singapore pay about a million dollar bonus If Mm. you win gold, I think only one bloke's ever won gold, but he got a million. Uh, Hong Mm. Kong offers $875,000 if you win gold. Indonesia Mm. and Thailand, about 400k. But Aussie athletes are rewarded just 20k for a gold medal, Mm. 15k Mm. for silver, 10k for bronze, whereas the US gives a 50k bonus for gold. So why are we such tight asses? Don't we realize how important this is?
1: Yeah, oh, of course I do. Yeah, very, this is very interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, you would think, off the way we beat our chests about our athletes, that we'd be prepared to sort of, um, you know, uh, split with a bit more of the folding gear to go mm. towards these guys. But apparently not. I mean, we're 19th in the world, mate. Yeah. We're 19th and we're fifth on the medal tally. Don't make me say it, we're punching above our weight. Um, but looking at this list, it was like the, it was like a, the BRW rich list, wasn't it? Yeah. Except for unfulfilled governments, yeah. um, and and you know it, it was it was interesting reading, mate. Singapore didn't expect to see them up there, no. but some of the other uh, some of the other things that, that uh, you know countries are rewarded with, I was reading, it's like luxury cars. Uh, some athletes are pardoned from military service. Yep. Um, I think some of our athletes could be rewarded with military service I think so uh, over here um, that might get us up into the higher echelons of that table
0: can't they just replace the AIS with just military service <laughs> I mean have you I've seen Ben Robert Smith he looks pretty rigged up
1: Ben Robert Smith could do the decathlon uh, probably one a day yeah. um, for the entirety of the games. Uh, maybe we need more guys like him in there. I'd like to see Ben
0: Roberts-Smith with an Olympics lo- uh, tattoo on his chest as he runs shirtless in Sydney's eastern suburbs directly before a court hearing. <laughs>
1: that's, that's a very specific fantasy and um, I'm all for it. I think that would look fantastic. I mean, you,
0: you know, I mentioned those numbers. I mean, are we going to have athletes switching allegiances just to follow the cash? I mean, kind of like tech sales guys who switch around from company to company chasing commission. I'm envisaging, you know, the potential for Australian athletes to go, no, I'm fed up with this. I'm going to go over to Singapore, like a lot of white collar workers do at some stage in their careers, work out of Singapore, you know, lower tax rate, good opportunities, higher income. I'd be worried about a brain drain.
1: I would think so, mate. I mean, this is only going to uh, contribute further to the skills shortage, isn't it? I mean, like you said, it's just like when, you know, Polynesian rugby league players uh, align themselves with Queensland just because they want the the, the payday from Origin. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. And look, uh, so, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I I think it's inevitable unless we bump up these figures. And let's be honest, the government's in rude health at the moment. It's not like we're putting our money elsewhere (laughs) for any other type of major issue right now. (laughs) We need to recompense these athletes better than what we're doing.
0: I think we should just take that last two minutes as a snapshot of this podcast because I made a white-collar reference and you made an origin reference, and we must always do at least <laughs> one of those individually per episode. And then
1: wholeheartedly agreed with each other that they, <laughs> yeah. they were 100% perfect. Yep.
0: Exactly. Uh, mate, let's look at what's coming up. Uh, so there's some big team events on, mate. Really, really big stuff, uh, which you can switch on to follow the Australians in those. So the Hockey ruse. Gold medal mm. playoff today versus Belgium. I mean, we're a yep. proud hockey nation, mate, but apparently Belgium is too. So this might be a tight one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing the Belgians are uh, going to be quite the uh, the tri- tricky customer today. And the Hockey Roos have, um, you yeah, know, they had a, they had a, a, a white uh, knuckle quarterfinal win against the Dutch. Uh, they had a couple of problems against the Germans. Uh, I'm hoping their luck's not going to run out, but geez, they're just GSBs, the hockey boys. You see the way they go about it. Um, they're all heart, they're all passion. They're right in there, and they'd be doing it for bugger all too. I mean, they're only going to get 20K if they win. I mean, why wouldn't you hang them up?
0: That's not much, mate, is it? That's less than you, you get back in 1995 when you hit the Mercantile Mutual sign. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and is it 20k between the team? Probably Probably barely get you a good mon- mad Monday Would it? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah No They're at 8 o'clock tonight They're on They're going up against uh, Thursday night footy So um, yeah We'll see how they go
0: That's a good point you make Actually about the gold medals And whether it is Yeah per athlete Or for the team Because you know We're getting good at team sports You know If we start mm. winning some gold medals In the teams That's a lot of money That the government's going to have to start Putting towards these athletes Which for me As a taxpayer Is concerning so, yeah, I mean, I'm supportive yeah. of our Australian athletes, but look, if we're going to be winning four or five team events, that's a lot of mm. money coming out of the coffers. That's a lot of money coming out of my pocket.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I, th- I think uh, we're probably not giving the government enough credit here. I'm pretty sure they would have covered their asses in the fine print with yeah. that. That'd be 20K per medal. Um, you know, they need all that money to pork barrel in marginal yep. seats. Um, so, yeah, I I'd highly doubt they'll be splashing it out on, you know, a team of, you know, a squad of 15 plus staff. Yeah. I mean, that money could go to, you know, a new Penrith white water rafting <laughs> yeah. centre or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that would be covered there.
0: Okay, good. That's good to know. Uh, the Matildas, mm. mate, they're taking on the US, uh, not for gold but for bronze. This is obviously because mm. we got dudded by the ref in the semi against yep. Sweden, although the call we was did. technically correct. Um, so that's one to watch today. Hopefully the girls can bring home the bronze, uh, and in another test of the special relationship, we have the Boomers versus the US today in the men's mm. basketball semifinal. Um, yep. Mate, this is, this is big. It's a chance this to assert a, yeah. ourselves in Biden's eye line. This is very important.
1: <laughs> this is tremendously huge, yeah. this match, uh, when you think about it. Um, I mean, we've got that feeling again that this is going to be the boomer's time. Mm. It's just it's the routine uh, the routine emotion that we get about this time in every Olympics. Uh, we're up against the US, though, so um, you yeah, know, it's yeah. not going to be easy. Um, but in good news, Paddy Mills just signed a new deal, so he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, it's also a good mm. opportunity for our nondescript NBL players to press for an NBA contract. Um, it's also yep. a good opportunity for Channel 7 to play that footage of Shane Heal getting into some push and shove with <laughs> Charles Barkley because I think they're contractually obliged yeah. to play that every time there's a boomers game on television.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to, to report too that Shane's got um, back-to-back-to-back-to-back corpies booked in for today as well. He's a man in high demand. Yo! Content
0: blocked by the International Olympic Committee on copyright grounds. Content blocked again. Fuck. Lads, get a license.
1: Tokyo! Yeah!